deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. I like do it be if you know the call for if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world is opened up as has the griffin. Hello everyone and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for lapsed fans. I'm your host, DC. And I'm Liz. And Liz. Uh, our podcast has now been on the air long enough to witness the rise, the fall, and the rise again of of a certain a certain franchise that that we all know and love. Hmm. What I wonder, whatever could it be? Boop 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 boop. I will I will replace that with the with the button. My button wasn't working. Oh no! Don't unfortunately. Uh, no, oh, you like my beautiful my beautiful rendition? Yes, it's much better. <laughs> We're back. Uh, a wonderful uh, road marker of just just how how long we've been at it, how diligent we've been at our at our job, our duty as podcasters. Um, are you gonna Are you gonna watch it? You gonna watch House House of the Dagron? Uh, no, I I didn't even watch the well. Okay, I so I made it through like the Red Wedding or whatever yeah. it was, and then I was like. I already read these books and I stopped yeah. watching it, so no, probably not. I so I watched it and I will say honestly, I think I had a better time with it than I expected to, given how bad the ending of the show was, the the first show. Yeah. But the main thing it <laughs> made me want to do is read the books again. Right. Yeah. And and that that like I I just kind of like got back on my like fantasy bullshit again after reading reading it or after watching it. And I was like, ooh, what if I just read all these books again? Yeah, I love the books. Um, yeah, I think that great. was that was my problem with the show is that it um doesn't like put you through your paces of just like the slog of misery for you know eight hundred pages or whatever. Like there's yeah. misery. It just happens at a at a like at a clip, you know. <laughs> it happens at a at a at a brisk, uh, a brisk pace. Uh, you gotta you gotta you gotta trudge through those books. All the all the politicking and the depression and the dying and and the whatnot. There's a lot going on there. Yeah, yeah. So this show is a prequel, right? It's it's based on one of the prequel books. Um, it's like a prequel based on a lore dump. That he wrote, basically. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Which I, I guess is kind of underselling it because that makes it sound really bad. But I don't know. I had a good time. Huh. I, I don't know how much of it was just like, I'm having a good time because this is not like actively awful, you know? Like maybe I'm like I'm just like in the stage where I'm like being being a, a tad too generous to it, right? Mm-hmm. Or or whether I'm like being kind to it because uh, there's some just like insanely awesome ownage in it. Are you sure you just haven't wa- been watching too much Voyager? There's no <sighs> you know, ownage in that. Yeah, there's no. Well, act, mm, there is some ownage in Voyager, like when uh, 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 Tuvok goes into the holodeck to practice killing Neelix. <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty cool. Uh-huh. Um, there's the episode where Tom Paris and okay, there was an <laughs> episode that I fully do not understand what happened in, where it started with Balira and Tom Paris in a shuttle, and then like some guys beam onto the shuttle and then shoot them with guns, mm-hmm. and they like, and then the doctor has a problem where his he's running out of memory because he's been uh, turned on for too long, and yep. he's got. And, and like that was an episode comprised entirely of like two B plots, like nothing, 
Like, Voyager, no. Voyager has a lot of those. A lot of <laughs> a lot of the classic pairing of plot B and plot B. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Seeing Tom Paris get like blasted against the windshield of a shuttle by a ray gun—that was kind of ownage. But, yeah, but, yeah, I suppose. But it's no not... one's heads exploding. Yeah, yeah. Is there a lot of heads exploding in the in the new? the new game of thrones the guy's head explodes gets hit hit with a mace guy's head explodes and then like he his body falls down and behind him there's like a squire who like presumably like his squire or whatever and that guy starts barfing <laughs> and i was just like this is <laughs> this is a joke surely like like <laughs> like th- this has to be self-aware wow yeah yeah maybe there's been like some sort of like pendulum of like you know, Game of Thrones sort of started the, the you know, it's like really sick stuff and anyone that you like could die at any minute. And then we had like that for a long time. Yeah. And then there was kind of a pushback on that. So maybe we're kind of in the pushback to the pushback and Game of Thrones is back, baby. I'm probably overthinking it and they're just stupid and making a really dumb mean show. They're, but... they're probably like, oh, Game of Thrones, we should do that again. People loved that shit. Yes, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, like, there's a part of me that you know, I like, I like a, a, a corny exploitation movie, and so like, I think I always had a higher tolerance for the Game of Thrones stuff than a lot of people did. But it's also like, that's not what the books are. No, <laughs> it's very different from the books. This has just been on my mind because um, we have we have a little piece of news regarding HBO. Oh, kind of follow up from our other. Uh, recent um reporting on this there's supposedly and this is me reporting uh or me excuse me reading i'm not the reporter i am not a reporter (laughs) bustle has reported on a daily mail article which is good because it means i don't have to click the daily mail Mm -hmm. but i did have to click bustle so i guess it all evens out um a harry potter spinoff tv series may be in the works even though Daniel Radcliffe broke, broke the hearts of Potterheads everywhere when he said earlier this year he wasn't interested in going back to the wizarding world right now, I wonder why, it appears that fans may still have something to look forward to magic-wise. Per The Mirror, a Harry Potter spin-off TV show could be in the works. The rumor mill is strong, with author J.K. Rowling reportedly in talks with Warner Brothers Pictures after about further collaborations. Uh, an industry insider has reportedly told the Daily Mail that a deal has already been signed between the entertainment congr- conglomerate and Rowling, who owns all Harry Potter-related intellectual property. The source is quoted as telling the publication that, quote, the Harry Potter spinoff is being talked about as a fact by people who work for HBO. A fact, huh? A fact. Talking about as a fact. And and th- this is interesting, I guess, because, like... We, we've talked a lot about how, like, shows are always, quote-unquote, in development, right? Like, they're never saying no to stuff that they own. No, especially not, like, one of their biggest IPs. But, I, I, like, this is getting enough traction where I'm like, may- maybe this one's worth paying a little more attention to? I don't know. I'd be curious. <laughs> the reality is they probably don't care about the PR hit anymore, I guess. Like, like that that's just got to be the end the end goal here right is to just just bulldoze ahead and not worry about all this stuff because people are gonna watch it yep is 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 the reality of the situation right like Mm -hmm. i'm curious what they do come up with i have no idea what like like what they do with harry potter hbo but i would like to entertain a thought experiment yeah we have been given we we've we have been press ganged in fact into working for for warner brothers and making this show and (laughs) we we have a new 
a new stipulation handed down from on high. Mm -hmm. It has to be as uh, as sensational and gory and nasty as uh, Game of Thrones. Wow. How do we make how do we make the ultimate adult Harry Potter show? Oh, prestige, ministry, procedural about about wizard serial killers. Wizard mind hunter mm-hmm. or something. <laughs> wizard true detective. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, like, the, the the horrible part about this is, like, I, I think about this as a joke, and then I start... This this reminds me of um, when we were reading book five, and we were talking about, like, the ministry fight, you know? Mm-hmm. and And how it was so cool how all of the Death Eaters were doing, like, normal spells to do fucked up stuff to people. But the book yeah. didn't really elaborate on enough to feel like it was on purpose but like jelly legs and shit right right and i'm like ooh, you could come up with some wild csi crimes with with wizard spells absolutely here's here you know how you said um (laughs) in the new game of thrones there's the like throwing up like see something so gross they throw up or whatever we can finally we can finally witness the creation of a horcrux that's the season finale oh oh my god yes (laughs) yes we (laughs) just the most sicko shit straight from jk rowling's mind and it's gonna make a bystander throw up it's so disgusting how could i forget about that insane story The story about J.K. Rowling writing the Horcrux creation uh, uh, chapter that was so fucked up, her editor threw up. Yeah, yeah, and if it's like if it's like um, uh, like Wizard Mindhunter, you could have like the 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 older like wizened guy like not throw up, but like the you know the plucky newcomer just has to has to <laughs> step away and yes, and do a little like, vomit. Fuck! Oh my god! that's yes 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 this is too easy we're too good at this this is a problem every every time i come up with like a joke assignment like hey we should do something stupid we come up with like actually <laughs> a pretty decent idea yeah yeah like i don't think they'll do anything that cool no definitely not it'll be um <laughs> it'll be like what i said it's gonna be like the teddy lupin show yes oh yeah 100 percent. it's gonna be marauders stuff without being them really right like yeah but they're, they're gonna court that that audience specifically probably i don't know the we've been wondering aloud for like a lot of episodes now like you know if 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 it happened would 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 people see it would people tune in or are we done with harry potter and i think that game of thrones like disappearing from the public consciousness for three years and then then the new show that looked really goofy being like the highest rated show of all time on the channel (laughs) yesterday might show that i don't know people just show up for the names they like right yeah yeah i mean but counterpoint i think that um harry potter really suffers um from being for no one um like everyone loves it right there's like this demographic of you know harry potter fans that are just going to be that forever um Mm -hmm. but it's not it's not who they're making tv for like it's Mm. like you it's like 
they want Harry Potter, they want the experience of Harry Potter, but you're not going to make the the HBO gore show for like about teenagers and you're not going no. to and like I think that the safe thing to do would be like a teen show, but they're not going to make that either. So I'm just like mm. who what show are they making for the 30-year-old Harry Potter fans? I yes. just don't know. Most TV that is aimed at like our age group isn't family TV, right? Like and and but Harry Potter kind of the appeal of it is that it's like everyone like everyone's story you know like like, right. like mass appeal thing they're in an awkward spot for sure i'm also still incredibly curious like where they land on the jk rowling stuff i mean like if she's not directly involved i would not consider that like i don't know that's not like everyone's free pass to go watch it right no no, but but like I'm curious how WB feels about that stuff, you know? Like 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 are they going to hide her away from the cameras like they did for Fantastic Beasts? Are they going to just say fuck it and cuz it's like the the video game is in that awkward spot too, right? Where it's like they are both having their cake and eating it by saying it's you know, it's from the world created by JK Rowling and then also in interviews being like she's not involved like don't worry about it, it, it like like it, it's it's not her thing mm-hmm. having to do that dance forever with 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 any piece of media related to harry potter that's just gotta eat at your soul <laughs> that's just gotta hurt your your heart to do yeah like, yeah it should <laughs> yes if it yeah <laughs> good point yes if it, if, if it doesn't it should yes good point <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah. But uh, meanwhile, over the Wizarding World, no announcements of a, of a television show premise just yet, but they do they do have something for us. Mm. Because it's back to school month, almost. We're, right. we're approaching... Yeah. We're approaching September 1st, back to Hogwarts Day. And uh, uh, the Wizarding World website has, has a delightful new feature for us. Finally, a follow-up to the crafts videos they were making oh, for a good, while. Oh, good. Introducing our new Wizarding World video series for beginners, Discover Harry Potter. Do you have someone in your life who doesn't know their muggles from their mugwumps, your ghouls from your gargoyles, your quidditch from your quibblers? This is the series, especially for them. In our new series, Discover Harry Potter, we'll be helping budding Harry Potter experts learn all about wizarding life, Hogwarts, and beyond with these easy guides to get you started. After all, there's a lot of magic crammed in these seven books. Where to even begin? Never fear. book one. (laughs) Oh my god, that reminds me. Have you... Have you have you like ever looked at HBO Max's like Harry Potter page? Like No, I don't think so. Okay. They have redone all of the movie posters for like the Harry Potter movies. <laughs> so they they have like one, two, three, four on the <laughs> <laughs> like, like just in case you don't know what order these movies go in, wow. there's just this Sorcerer's Stone movie poster with a giant white one on it uh, on the on the front page. It's very ridiculous. Helpful. Um, should we dive into this? Shall we pretend we're uh, we're 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 beginners and see see what this video has in store for us? Yeah, I probably um, have forgotten everything. Imagine a world where magic is real. 
A world where broomsticks fly, cauldrons simmer, and adventure awaits. Imagine that with a flick of a wand, you can clean your room, transform objects, and battle against evil. Imagine going to school with others with these same abilities, going to class, making lifelong friendships, and yes, getting into a little mischief along the way. Bottoms up. These are the stories of Harry Potter. This is the Wizarding is this, World. Is this selling you? Is this, uh... Explainers are hot right now. That's true. But, like, official channels getting in on that is weird, right? Like, do they need to be doing the explaining? Um, the comments, though, they seem uh, up on this. Great. Fantastic report. We are waiting for the next episode. This series is going to be great to watch. I can't wait for the next episode. Are these I fake? I wish I could go there. Are these fake? <laughs> <laughs> if you work, if you work at Wizarding World, if you're like one of the people who are still there after working on Pottermore, you have to go in and comment on these. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> wow, I love Harry Potter. Harry Potter is awesome. I love it. The L the eight film box set is affordable and probably more fun to watch than this. Wait, oh, okay, Whoa. kind of a weird slam. <laughs> they didn't appreciate this primer. <laughs> well, they didn't appreciate the primer, but they're still suggesting buying a box set. It's instead <laughs> like wow i hate your video i'll buy your product instead <laughs> thank you to the wizarding world website that's great I'm, I'm i'm glad that they are making some explainers for uh for for the people out there who don't know all about harry potter they're working on their seo yeah i guess that's true i guess harry potter is not in a great place for seo right now you know, if you, no. if you search it, most of the results are about J.K. Rowling, and they don't want that. I'm just saying they've they've fallen far from that one event that they did on the Wizarding World where we got to like write messages on candles. That was oh so weird. Oh my god, that, that was, was so hilarious. <laughs> that was great, and now they're making explainer videos. Yeah, I mean, remember to the um the like 3D pin exploring uh, thing? How could I forget? They they used to they used to do some shit on this website. Yeah, I mean even Pottermore, and then they transitioned to this. But it sure seems like uh, instead of making stuff for their existing audience, they seem to be trying to find some some new blood <laughs> with the pri with a pri with a helpful primer. It's it's fun and kind of dark. I guess that they are they feel painfully aware of. Um, the fact that like the, the a lot of the audience our age is like might have kids at reading age now, right? And they're like trying to remind everyone that that's an option. I'm sure they know. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like I'm, I am sure that uh, they, uh, you know, the people who are likely to do this are 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 the like my kids must be exactly like me people anyway. They're mm -hmm. probably already. They're probably already reading the books to their kids. I don't know if I don't know if a YouTube video is gonna work, or maybe it is. Maybe maybe someone is gonna put that video on for their kid, and they're like, you know what, Dad? Instead of Fortnite V Bucks, I would like to purchase the Harry Potter novels. The eight the eight <laughs> movie box set of the Harry Potter movies. <laughs> it's more affordable than Goku and Fortnite to me. <laughs> Oh, the words, the words every parent yearns to hear. I don't want go I don't want Goku in Fortnite. <laughs> I want to read Harry Potter. <laughs> oh god. Um exciting exciting news, but we we must continue. We must press on. 
we've got quite a chapter to discuss this week. We sure do. We have maybe the most action-packed chapter yet of Twilight, and uh, hopefully Midnight Sun. I don't know. I actually don't know. I don't know what your chapter was like. Getting some action. All right. Wow. Ooh. Okay. Edward getting some action finally. Yep, that's right. All right. Um. How do we want to do summaries this week? So I'm putting it on you again. I believe okay. we have the exact same chapter, so if you would just want to give us original Twilight, we should be yeah. good to go. Okie dokie, original Twilight coming right up. Bella and the vampires park the jeep outside the Swan household. Alice and Emmett go into position to keep guard while Bella and Edward quickly hash out their plan. Bella tells Edward to not take any anything she says once they're in the house too seriously. She has been agonizing over the specifics of her plan. As soon as she enters, it is revealed that she is fake breaking up with Edward because she doesn't want to put roots down in forks. This ploy works a little too well. Charlie is left completely dismayed and asks Bella to just wait a week. It turns out that while Bella was playing baseball, uh, Renee called to say that she and Phil might be moving back to Arizona anyway. This knocks Bella off guard for a moment, but for the sake of the plan, she doubles down by repeating the same words Renee said to Charlie before their divorce as she leaves the house with her packed bag. She gets in the truck along with Edward and they drive away. Edward does an insane move where he manages to switch seats with Bella while she is still driving. <laughs> Alice pulls up behind them and Emmett jumps into the bed of the truck, I think. Edward notes that the tracker is now onto them. The crew drives to the Cullen mansion to assess their next steps. Laurent is there and basically announces that he is the world's biggest loser and then leaves. The Cullens decide to run a shell game escape plan. Three cars, hopefully enough to confuse and distract James and Victoria. Edward asks Rosalie to switch clothes with Bella for an extra layer of sub subterfuge, but Rosalie refuses to get involved. Esme swaps be clothes with Bella instead. Carlisle and Edward take the first car, leaving the others with cell phones to coordinate the other cars. While they wait, Jasper comforts Bella by assuring her that she is, quote, worth it to the family to protect. Alice's phone rings, and she carries Bella away to the car vampire style. Beautiful. Beautiful summary. Thank you very much. I'm sorry that I had to editorialize about Laurent, um, but, but that really is what he does in this chapter. Yeah, yeah, he kind of does. I do get a little bit of a... A little bit of a view into his mind where he's mm. revealed that he is a big loser. Um, <laughs> so nothing nothing new there. Oh, this is crazy. This is like a um, one of the longest summaries I've written for the show, I think. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the shortest chapters I've read. This is this was 13 pages in my book. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty short in mine too. I I really think mine is just the the closer we are to the end of the book, I feel mm. like we just become more parallel. Like I do feel like I'm just reading Twilight but with a perspective shift. It just and that's it. There's very little that like is going on separate separate to original Twilight. Yeah, which is interesting because I feel like these are maybe the parts that I would be like most interested in seeing a, a, a more detailed rundown of Edward's thought process in, just because it's like the climax, you know? Yeah. Um, you'd think that there'd be like the most reveals here, but on the other hand, it means that you don't have to read twice as much as I do. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's a little nice. more It's a little more fair, at the very least. Mm -hmm. um, um, I... I I'm I I like this. I I feel like this is kind of going to go down similar to last week in that like I like this chapter quite a bit on its own 
and and like i appreciate how it's paced and i think that there's some fun kind of like rising tension stuff in here um but the more it goes on the the sillier the grand conflict of the book becomes in just how out of nowhere all of this stuff was yeah yeah how out of nowhere the random guy who is also the the worst <laughs> vampire that we've met in 300 years yeah that, that like we're doing a speed run of villain introduction stuff like at the very end of the book which is a very odd place to be in i think for any story really um but uh i appreciate that it's there at least but to rewind a little bit and start at the beginning with uh, Bella at her house with Charlie, this stuff pays off. I think mm-hmm. Bella is so like 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 Be- Bella having to like use her like mom's parting words on Charlie to let her go. <laughs> Uh, to the car is brutal. Oh, it's so cheesy. It's it's, it's yeah, it's so goofy. But the drama, it, delicious. Exactly. It's 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 like this is everything happening in this chapter is like really stock. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. like like just off the shelf melodrama stuff. But 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 that stuff stays on the shelf for a reason, you know? Like like ooh, it was hitting for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean this this the the part where she says the the parting words that are, you know, what what Renee said to him when they divorced or whatever. I could just like hear the like end of a CW show where like the the sad music kicks in yeah. and like the character storms off. It just mm-hmm. it is so stock. There, that's where you get your like death cab needle drop in the movie. I'm uh, assuming. Yeah. I'm assuming. I have no idea, but like, <laughs> it's so juicy. Like, and similar to the villain um, exposition stuff here, it's 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 a little too neat because it while it while it does hit, you know, like like I like I feel bad for. For Charlie and and I feel bad for Bella having to lie like this and act this way, but they do also just explain that those are the things that Renee said when she left in this paragraph as well. So it's not like I, I guess I said it paid off, but really it's more that like it pays off because I like Charlie. But it there's not a there was no setup for this being what Renee said ever. Yeah, maybe we should have known. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's usually how this works, right? It's usually something we've heard before, not just being told that it has happened before. Yeah, you would you would think that maybe there would have been like a heart to heart in the first third of the book between Charlie and and Bella, where Charlie was like, you know, you know what your mom said to me when she left, or something, right? And and we sort of like remember that when it happens at the end of the book. Or, or even cheaper than that, if when um, Edward and Bella had been talking about Bella's uh, like family and stuff, she could have oh, just told yeah. that story to Edward and like, yeah, been like that's why my parents got divorced, and she said to him, you know, whatever it is, and then we would at least <laughs> know it, right? Yeah. Also, because- some recognition from Edward. Yeah, or like here, the other thing I was thinking of that would be like, like this, this is not a fair criticism i think because th- this would require like 
the most ridiculous amount of foresight, but I think that might also be the kind of thing that you would actually want out of Midnight Sun rather than Twilight. If, oh if, yeah, like like if you were if you read Twilight and Bella said this to Charlie and it worked, and you were like, "Ooh, I wonder why that worked on Charlie." And then ten years later, you read the Midnight Sun book where he reads Charlie's mind, and we learn that that is exactly what Renee told him five years ago or whatever. That's that's what you want other perspective characters for, right? Is that sort of reveal? This kind of kind of reminds me, since we've been talking about Game of Thrones, it reminds mm. me of how George R. R. Martin says that he looks back at what he's written already to look for <laughs> clues that he can use later. Yes, that exactly. he like didn't know were clues, and I'm like, you could do that here, writing Midnight Sun. <laughs> you would. I would almost like expect the author to do that right in that a situation like where you're step one right where you're rewriting the original <laughs> novel <laughs> but yeah no totally it's like it, it's it's the it's the kind of it's the kind of like heartbreaking little detail that that you would come to a revisit for i feel uh and and it, it, it as as it is like i said it's, it's not really fair for this specific detail, I think, but if you are, as maybe, like, just as a launch pad to, like, a broader criticism of Midnight Sun, it feels like it's lacking that kind of thing. Right. Yeah, because all, all there really is left in Midnight Sun is fan service, because the the book doesn't work. Like, this is a great example of that, because I, I remember original Twilight well enough to understand, like, the emotional impact of these scenes, and mm -hmm. also just, like, because they're so stock, I understand what they're trying to do. Yeah. But, but I don't know Charlie in Midnight Sun. Right. I have... Edward doesn't have a connection to Charlie, so I'm, mm -hmm. like, emotionally one step too far removed to, like, let this scene hit. Um, and so when it isn't like emotionally working like the core of the scene but it has to be told there's yeah. nothing else but fan service or like <laughs> using the device that you're doing to like reveal something new right yeah yeah what what is charlie's like like cuz presumably edward is is able to read charlie's mind in this scene right like what is what is charlie's he can't read Charlie's mind. He has mind shield. He has. He still has mind tank up. Yeah, uh, there's like a a part in here because because Edward can't get thoughts like he gets out of other right, people, right. but he can yes. get like flashes of like image like blueprints or like whatever okay. it is. And he does right, comment yeah. at one point, um, I, and I assume it's the. Um, I don't have it right in front of me, but I think that it's when Bella says uh, the words that Renee said. Yeah, he he like pictures a woman's face that looks like Bella's, but has blue eyes. So that's uh, obviously okay. Renee, but that's all I get. <laughs> I I was about to ask, like, does he just you know, because because he saw the the schematic in mm, Charlie's mm -hmm. mind that one time, if he just saw like a sad face. <laughs> like a like an emoticon, like a frowny face. Like Aww, oh. Charlie. <laughs> Charlie Charlie to Edward must emote like a Sims character. 
You know, like, he's just got, like, the icons above his head, and that's all Edward can see. Yeah, that's kind of the impression. <laughs> Which is kind of fun, you know, but uh, it, it's it's too bad that he has Mind Shield up in this, in this very crucial scene. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Charlie's got Mind Shield, and then Edward doesn't really have a reason to feel much of anything, because why would he? And yeah. so what is substituted in the place of that is that because Bella is in pain, he is also in pain, which mm-hmm. again, just delivers the same emotional like core of the scene, but one step far removed. Yeah. Huh. That's a real shame. This is not, you know amazing drama in twilight but it but it is like it it is so like this is such primal melodrama right like like this is stuff that just like works on basically anyone you know like like these are like classic drama stakes that it you could it, it feels like you look at it and i feel like well you can only go up from here right like you're starting at such a good baseline here mm-hmm but but Midnight Sun is just in such an awkward spot that it manages to like not be able to take that and run with it, you know? Yeah. It it's 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 very weird to be revisiting a story and rather than having avenues to just like 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 even just do like the smallest bit of aftertouch on stuff to make them hit just a little bit harder or whatever, or or to have just a slightly different perspective on them. Like every major emotional scene has basically had to be written around in Midnight Sun, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it about Edward as a character that is so sacred and, like, must be preserved to, like, not not want to go deeper on any of that stuff, right? Like, it's... This book is supposed to be about him, but it just it. I, I have so many more questions after hearing about it every time that I do like answers about his behavior in my my version. Yeah, I mean, I think it. I mean, the concept of writing this book is so weird to begin with yeah. that I I don't know if it would be a good thing to sit down and try to add an extra dimension to every single scene. But also, I'm like, if you don't, then what's the point? And I honestly would probably rather read Edward having a random argument with Alice outside of the house than Mm. I do him just listening in to a scene from Twilight. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, Emmett and Alice are, like, here to help or whatever, and they could have, like, a little conversation about either how to do that or whether this is good or like where where the tracker is you know i would i would even take them just going like the the tracker is tracking i I smell him you know (laughs) even that might be more exciting than than him just going like door does not open from this side about charlie's brain you know right (laughs) right (laughs) yeah I actually had a, a a very silly question about the bit where he's in Adela's room. Yeah. Um, does he pack her favorite book? No. <sighs> no, but he does think about how they need to pack for real because it would be suspicious if she only brought t-shirts. And I still don't I still don't Wait. really get that. Because I'm like, Wait, aren't, they, aren't they packing for real anyway? Because she's yeah, going to go what? stay away from the house? <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> 
<laughs> what the fuck, Edward? I yeah, I don't understand. I I genuinely am like, what are you talking about? Okay, hold on. So they're they are they're fake leaving, but they're not fake packing because she does have to. Or maybe hmm. They are fake leaving, but they're also real leaving. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Okay, so there's the bit later in the chapter where he, where uh, he asks Rosalie and then Renee to swap or uh, Esme to swap clothes with Bella mm-hmm. to throw the tracker off the scent. Maybe, maybe this is a really offhand and like poorly connected. Like, oh, like she's gonna have to get new clothes wherever she's hiding, right? Perhaps. Like, because Perhaps. this all smells like her. That's that, that is such a I am doing I am doing so much work to carry this for Stephanie Meyer. Yeah. Here, but maybe that's it. That's very funny. It is very funny. Just throwing a bunch of t-shirts in a bag for her. Like that 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 would be very funny if we were if we were if this book was allowed to have more fun with Edward as a character, the idea that he like just doesn't understand that like <laughs> humans need like new fresh underwear and stuff, just like here I packed for you. Yeah, <laughs> here's t-shirts. Yeah, she held the duffel bag and I tossed clothes into it, trying to get a variety of items. It wouldn't help her blend in if she only had t-shirts. It wouldn't help her blend help in her if blend she in. only had t-shirts. Where is she hiding? It? Are they going? I to think Phoenix? they're just going to California or something. Oh, Cal- right. What the, the what the fuck do they mean by that? I don't what? know. I had what? I had it highlighted because I'm just like, what are you? T- what does this mean? <laughs> it, like, yeah, she wouldn't blend in if she wasn't wearing pants. But it, I, surely that's not what it means, right? <laughs> yeah, that would that would stand out. I guess uh, maybe. I mean, like, I wouldn't wear a long sleeve shirt in in Phoenix. That sounds disastrous, right? Like that. Oh, that would be horrible. There is not a single thing in Twilight that can help me with this. I'm, this, I'm like skimming is, the chapter. Is this just talking around him packing her underwear? Oh, I tried this, to get a variety of items. It wouldn't help her blend in if she only had T-shirts. Is this is this some more words and deeds? Is is it is it no like <laughs> you, you, oh you thought the Edward packing was weird uh, in the first book well well he certainly knew that she would need a variety of items in he fact. knew that he he knew that she would need some underwear actually so it was not we- that's <laughs> there's no good answer here I have no idea what they're talking about. He should have thought to bring her favorite book, though. That would have really comforted her, I think. Well, uh, he wouldn't want to because he also um, fastens the duffel bag and then weighs the bag in his hands. Was it Ooh. too heavy for her? Oh, how helpful. I was <laughs> I was about to wonder if he was, like, weighing it to see if it was too heavy for bag check at TSA. Like, <laughs> like no, no, you've got <laughs> to take some stuff out. That, otherwise, they're going to charge you twice, twice as much for this. We cannot uh, fit Joe Walton's Tooth and Claw in here because it has a variety <laughs> of items already. It's a hardcover. It's really heavy. You're going to have to be, you're going to be charged as luggage if you do this. That's, that's <laughs> not going to work. That is very funny. I liked also her detail about um, her having the the hidden sock full of money 
because again, similar to the saying that um, these words were Renee's last words before the diver- divorce, this is just a a setup being uh, created for the payoff a sentence later. You know, like oh how how does she how how's she gonna like pay for stuff on the run? Uh, well, she had a sock full of money actually. It's all good. Like no. No mention of that ever, I'm pretty sure, in any of the other chapters set in her room. I don't think that I have that detail in mind. Oh, really? Or I just missed it. I, I reached swiftly between the mattress and box spring to grab the knotted old sock that contained my secret cash hoard. Wow. Yeah. Bella. Bella is planning ahead. For what for? I have no idea. But <laughs> I think the vampires that live in a mansion could probably bankroll this one. That's a really good point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the Collins have kind of got it made. They could, like, I don't know, sell a few more stocks or or print some some more counterfeit money, you know, for this. That's so funny. Um... But yeah, I... This is similar to last chapter. This is another one that, like, falls apart as soon as I stop to think about any individual element of it, right? Like... Mm -hmm. These these details that are being revealed about about Renee and Charlie, the the nature of the packing, I guess that was one not one I was thinking about before, but I am now. Um, like if I stop to think about them, they are kind of silly and or or like just like actually outright like ridiculous. But I will say, at the very least, this is moving at such an exciting clip, and it is so fast paced. That I am, like, like in the moment reading it, I was, like, pretty invested, which is, like, impressive because Twilight, I, I, I have appreciated its sort of, like, lackadaisical tone or a pace um, for a while, but, like, it was starting to get a little silly, you know? Like, yeah. there, was, there was so much stuff where, like, anything involving the school that we talked about where it was, like, it just feels like she didn't trust the audience to like fill in the gaps at the, of the school day, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, um, th- this, this is moving at such a, like a good pace that it feel, it feels practiced. It feels like a, a, a thriller novel chapter all of a sudden. Um, even if the details are kind of all over the place, it at least moves like one in a way that's exciting. Does it feel like it's a different book? Yes. Like we're in third act stuff, right? And we've got yes. this surprise villain. Um and now we we are in like a weird thriller uh like heist style plan thing and I'm just like I feel like I'm at the beginning of a different book. I mean seriously what it feels like down to the details of it being like the the cool boyfriend like giving giving the like scared woman directions on how to like navigate this like life or death situation Mm -hmm. this is this is the born identity all of a sudden oh hell yeah right like this this is this is like oh like jason Bourne is helping marie like navigate the like (laughs) spy stuff all of a sudden um uh which is like you know i'm not not against that born identity great movie you could you could you could crib from much worse but uh it does feel different all of a sudden because the stakes are just suddenly it was a romance novel and then you turn the page and it was a thriller you know like 
there was no... What if it had been both the entire time, right? Why a teen romance (laughs) novel with a vampire that is just also the born identity the whole time? Yeah. Like, you, you look at... I look at this, I read this, and I'm like, I do understand. I do understand how this got so popular, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, these elements are great. Um, and the characters are... I, 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 I wouldn't say great, but they are um, singular. You know, like, like, like they are... Uh, um, like, like, Edward is... Edward is very well-defined. Bella, I think, has a great voice. The other vampires are, like, really cool. And, like, n- nobody is, like, a really interesting character in this book. Carlisle, I think, might be the closest. Mm-hmm. Um, 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 but, like, everyone's engaging. And so, like, I'm certainly not against throwing them into a born identity situation all of a sudden. It just it just feels like such a weird lurch. Like, like the, the, I look at these, like, really fun elements that are, like kind of mixed together strangely here and i'm just like if, if you had like spent i don't know like take take another year and mix these together like stir just stir these elements a little more you know? <laughs> like yeah <laughs> you got a great thing going here but you did not finish baking it i don't know yeah i think i think stirring it together might actually get some setups and some payoffs that work together instead of just some setups and then some separate payoffs sometimes. (laughs) I mean, this just has the very real problem of like the setup and the payoff just happening on the same page for a lot of items. Right. Yes. The pacing of this chapter tells me that Stephanie Meyer can write a thriller. Like this is good pacing uh, Mm -hmm. in terms of like, how things are being described and, and, and what's happening and, and the the economy of, like, description versus dialogue, right? But it's just, like, you gotta spread this stuff out through the through the greater book more. Right. Um, um, speaking of, like, thriller stuff and, 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 like, like born identity stuff, this entire car scene once they leave the house. Yeah, because you were probably wondering, how did they get the Jeep out of there without the tracker hearing it? <laughs> I would love to know, actually. Well... <laughs> Good thing Midnight Sun reveals, because, uh, you know, huge plot hole. How did they get the Jeep out of there without the tracker hearing? Um, Alice put it in neutral and then pushed it out. Whoa, that's some smart thinking, Alice. Right? Yeah. So there's my little <laughs> Midnight Sun contribution. <laughs> The logistics of this scene are really funny because it, it's funny that that detail made it into Midnight Sun because even even without that, this whole sequence feels like um, a attempt to like cover up plot holes as they arise. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this 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 whole scene where they're in the car really has like huge like laying down the tracks as the train's moving energy like <laughs> because like the first thing that happens is Bella starts the car and then Edward is like let me drive while they're already driving and Bella's like no I can drive I'm fine even though she's crying you know she's very emotional she's she's crying and then Edward let me find the description of how exactly Edward gets in, into the driver's seat. <laughs> his long hands unexpectedly gripped my waist and his foot pushed mine off the gas pedal. Okay, are you picturing this? Uh-huh. 
So there, there, we were already in like a game of Twister here. Yep. He pulled me across his lap, wrenching my hands free of the steering wheel, and suddenly he was in the driver's seat. <laughs> like the logistics of changing, dri- like you couldn't just like stop the car for a second and swap. I guess just. This has to do with this, like, Legolas grabbing the horse move. It's so weird. And, like, that feels like it's accounting for, well, you know, uh, she doesn't know how to drive to the Cullen's place, and I guess he can't give directions to it. And then Emmett has to... Emmett and Alice are driving the other car. They're driving the Jeep at this point, Uh, No, Emmett's running behind them. Oh, Emmett's Emmett's running. Okay. Because Emmett... Emmett, like, jumps into the truck, I think. Yes, correct. Okay. he's running so, behind them, but Bella can't see because she doesn't have super, super vampire senses. Okay, because there's this, while Edward and Bella are, like, like bickering about, like, find, like, like her not being able to find the Cullen Mansion on the, on Google Maps or whatever, um... There's like a, you know, there's like the sound of a, of something hitting the car and Bella freaks out and he's like, no, it's Emmett. But like Emmett doesn't do anything then. So I guess he's, <laughs> is he, can you explain to me how that goes down in Midnight Sun? Like what, what did he do? Let me, let me find it. Um, Alice was perceiving all the future. Emmett was running in the road close behind us now. I was surprised at his intentions. I would have expected he'd be itching to catch the tracker in pursuit, to bring this ordeal to a quick and violent end. Instead, his thoughts were focused on Bella. His few movements as bo- moments as bodyguards seemed to have affected him deeply. Her safety was his current priority. Um... Blah, blah, blah. He made a running leap that propelled him over the Jeep and into the bed of the truck. I f- fought with the steering wheel as the truck reacted. <laughs> so he is. He just jumped into the bed of the truck. This is this is all such weird logistics stuff because he could have just like run beside the car or run to the mansion or anything but ridden with <laughs> Alice. It's just everything is being... um rearranged into place when it doesn't really matter. They're all going to the same place uh, and, and like, protecting the same person. I don't understand why any of this is happening. Oh, it's all logistics. This whole chapter is logistics. Yeah, this is a real logistics-heavy chapter because uh, (laughs) Edward also, like, picks now to, like, try and distract Bella with, like, arguing about the logistics of her plan. Yeah. Back at Charlie's house, which is almost kind of fun because, like, of course they would start arguing about that while this, like, life or death situation is happening, right? But it's, like, not emphasized enough to feel like a gag. Um, but it it is fun that, like, you know, they're, 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 they're driving, they're running for their lives, and Edward's just like, wow, I didn't know you liked small town life so little. <laughs> like, like, just... <laughs> <laughs> and it says, like... He's trying to keep it conversational or whatever, but of course his, like, conversational move is to just dig at a decision she made. <laughs> like, yeah, really? Uh, Midnight Sun has such weird apologies for this sorts of beha- sort of behavior, because I honestly... Mm-hmm. Pro- so, he says that, and then 
his thought process is perhaps it was not the most sensitive observation considering how her escape had had upset her, but it did pull her from her abstraction. And I'm like, I feel like this is trying to make him less mean Mm. by like saying something insensitive and then being like, oh, well, at least it distracted her. (laughs) Actually, it was good. It was good. So you will regret your words and deeds. You will regret your words and deeds. Um, He also like explains a lot of James's characterization here. Um, which I am fascinated to know how Midnight Sun handles, because, like, he has a conversation with Bella in my chapter, mm-hmm. kind of, like, explaining James's deal, that you explained to me was explained in your chapter when he was reading... <laughs> <laughs> like, there's there's a real, like like, uh, uh, like, funky kind of, like, house of cards being constructed here, where, like, my chapter is now referencing stuff that he saw uh, uh, himself in an earlier scene that I wasn't privy to that now is in a novel where we are privy to that stuff. But because he is also in this scene, he has to, we are privy to both explanations, I guess. Like, how yes. does it handle that? It literally is a block of text that is <sighs> the dialogue. Thank God. Thank God. Thank you, Stephanie Meyer. Yep. It's a very long block of text, but it's just... He he has... A, the thing is, is that there's never new information, right? It's like mm-hmm. everything that is in there that is Edward's point of view is just emphasizing what we already know based on what he's saying. Because yeah. he can never be secretive and he can never, like, be withholding something from Bella because that would be mean or whatever so I just get like um, as he's giving this explanation he emphasizes it by saying like I remembered um, his indignation uh, that I would stand in his way the arrogance the ire and then he like keeps talking to say the same stuff out loud right hmm yeah the the fact that he can't be secretive he, he can't be he can't, like, have his own interiority because, like, then he would be, like, being deceptive or whatever. Right. And then, therefore, like, not be an appealing vampire boyfriend. It's just... It, it, Midnight Sun Edward is just trapped. Like, I feel bad for him. <laughs> like, yeah. What, what a horrible position for a, for a writer to put themselves in. I mean, her fault, really, but, like bizarre choice just makes him seem like an eternally punished character yeah i mean it's sort of interesting in a like meta sense that his like constant thought is about how he can't read her mind yeah yeah i mean like you know what this feels like is this is the point in the story when they do a reboot that's like secretly a a a a loop story like this is where you break it finally right oh yeah Like, I, there's so much of Midnight Sun that feels like it should have been, like, like, uh, it would be a whole fucking can of worms if it turned out Twilight was getting a, a Time Loops reboot or whatever, but it's like, if you're not doing that, why are you writing it? You know what I mean? Like... That sounds so sick. I want if, that. If Edward was trapped in a fucking Time Loop and he was, like, getting an opportunity to, like, be less of an asshole this time... <sighs> 
This would be a great time, this, like, shell game plan, too, for, like, something mm-hmm. to, like, be different. Because it's all logistics, right? And to have yes. it be, like, a logistical difference and have it be like, wait, this isn't right. That sounds so sick. Yeah. Oh, it could be so fucking cool. Because then you could then you could kind of redeem Edward a little bit from, like, the writer's perspective, right? Like, there's so much apology stuff being thrown around that, like, isn't really necessary or, like... When it is when it like is sort of addressing something that was uncomfortable in Twilight, it like it's never really getting into like why it really was, right? It's just sort of like like creating a version of it where like, well no, it actually it was okay that he was watching Bill asleep, right? Like um But like if 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 this was the moment, you know, to like to like pull back the curtain all the way and be like, actually this is I've been writing this because I am like redoing the whole thing differently that would be kind of cool yeah i mean what is the point of doing a rewrite like this if you're not going to have like a layer of like meta text right that yes i think that (laughs) right that's so perfect because like yeah i'm kind of like half joking when i say like i wish this was a time loop story but like that is 100 cutting to exactly the feeling that is like making me think that is that like this is the most appallingly meta text free book I have ever heard about. <laughs> it really is. Like, like the closest it comes is making apologies, but that's not really meta text. It's just sort of like self reflection. Yeah. Is, is there any, there, there's like no, nothing, no meta commentary whatsoever in this. I, unless it's gone over my head, which I kind of doubt. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, like even if it wasn't even if it wasn't like a literal like looping or 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 like, you know, magic redo different universe fragment whatever multiverse story, it does feel like something that you would write with some sort of new commentary in mind. Mhm. Uh or like like new narrative layer in mind and just not having that and literally rewriting it beat for beat. It's just such a, like, it's just a Sisyphean nightmare to me. I could never, like, like do this. It, it, it would suck. It would just, like, it was just a completely fruitless process. I think Unless it's, a, you were... it's like a worse book. You rewrote your original book and made it worse. Yeah. I know that's, that's like, kind of a crude kind of criticism, but I'm, like, without without a commentary or a reason and it less of a reason than why you wrote your original what are you left mm-hmm. with yeah yeah i mean like even even the most basic meta commentary meta text on the years post twilight you know and like like you 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 could even wrap in some of the apologia into like a meta text Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like, in fact, I think that would be the one way you could do it without it just being uh, unreadable. <laughs> um, uh, it, it's it's surprising how little um, self-reflection there is in Midnight Sun beyond uh, uh, kind of these little like cover cover your ass moments here and there with it like regarding edwards like like popular criticism of edwards behavior right like that's that's it mm-hmm. um no no new perspectives narratively and no new perspectives metatextually 
kind of impressive to end up that way with a like 900 page book with nothing at all to say even by accident really yeah yeah <laughs> that is that is a really really interesting way to think about it mm -hmm. god because if you were doing like a re like even a reboot would have more to say about the original thing probably right oh like, definitely huh yeah that's so interesting to think about i I I'm fascinated by the idea of like meta textual twilight or, or or rather fascinated by the idea of a of a of a novel like Midnight Sun that just is like a black hole of meta text. There's nothing at all. Like it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it it's it's kind of impressive because I I can't imagine thinking I'm going to go back and rewrite the novel that I wrote and just and just having nothing to say about it, really. And just, and just literally do it again. Mm-hmm. Like, like there, there are so many people, so many authors, creators, you know, directors, studios, in like every form of media, bands that like will um, revisit something or make something new that's clearly um in conversation with like the original thing and everyone can point to it and go like well that was you know that you know, that was just you doing the same thing again um and i don't think i've ever <laughs> experienced anything quite like how midnight sun does that i i've i've heard plenty of albums from bands that have existed for like 20 years that sort of feel like a rehash you know mm -hmm. And and they you know they do say that like authors all all tell the same story over and over again, but like this is this is that like literally <laughs> yeah, you know yeah I was gonna say very <laughs> literal example <laughs> the maybe the most literal a, an example so literal I think it might have might make me reevaluate some things I might have said that about other things you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like, like like i i had no idea how bad it could truly get uh, um <laughs> it, it makes me just really wonder about that um air quotes gender swap version yes life and death twilight reimagined is that just a third version of this i i feel like we got to investigate uh, in some I've capacity gotta, i've gotta know yeah, because, like, the the thing is, reading Midnight Sun makes the reimagined in that title kind of feel like a threat. <laughs> <laughs> like, how reimagined are we talking? Like, <laughs> maybe, maybe a little bit this time. Who knows? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I, 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 I'm just fascinated by this project, like supposedly she's writing two follow-ups to it too that was like the of midnight sun so that is the one thing you know what, what i've been like looking for twilight news and how sparse it is right um twilight uh uh or or, or, or midnight sun was not meant to be like the last thing um she said that she was let me let me look this up really quick uh so there, there's not a sequel 
It's, it's not like a direct sequel. I don't think she's doing like New Moon from Twilight's perspective or uh, from that's Edward's like the, perspective. That's like the only one I would want to read because he's not in New Moon. Because he's not in that one. That would be the easiest one. But come on. Edward <laughs> um, Adventure. Edward Side Quest novel. <laughs> uh, however, um, she said, uh, there are two more books, I think, in the world that I want to write. I have got them outlined and a chapter written of the first one, so I know it's there. Uh, I'm not ready to do that right now. I want to do something brand new. And she's got another book coming soon, if I remember right. But, uh, but yeah, no. So, so speaking of threats, two more Twilight books out there. <laughs> Will one of them have any meta commentary or anything to say in it? Who knows? But, uh, that, nope. that's happening. Nope. That is happening. It's, it's rough. Cause this is like, Edward isn't even getting room to like think. No. It's just an action sequence. Yep. He does, however, have a lot to say in my book, and I'm sure in your book as well, even more. Um, but we do learn a lot about what trackers are. We went on a rabbit hole mission last week on the wiki. Mm-hmm. Little did we know, uh, he just basically reads the wiki art article for tracker to her <laughs> in the car <laughs> on the way. Thank you, Edward. <laughs> there's, there's this absolutely incredible bit in mine that I think really highlights like the core problem with Twilight, the the first novel. Like we 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 get like the Crawlnor moment here mm-hmm. where Bella's like, why me? You know, why why did this why did James decide to kill me? And <laughs> I'm reading this screaming, going, that's a great fucking question. Why? <laughs> Who is this villain? And the book expertly dodges this. By just having Edward completely ignore the question and just read her lore. Um, doesn't he say that she's appallingly luscious? The the closest thing to an answer, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that line just killed me. So, let me just read the whole thing. Why me? He stared blackly at the road ahead. It's my fault. I was a fool to expose you like that. The rage in his voice was directed internally. That's not what I meant, I insisted. I was there, big deal. It didn't bother the other two. Why did this James decide to kill me? There's people all over the place. Why me? He hesitated, thinking before he answered. I got a good look at his mind tonight, he began in a low voice. I'm not sure if there's anything I could have done to avoid this. Once he saw you, it is partially your fault. His voice was wry. If you didn't smell so appallingly luscious... (laughs) He might not have bothered. <laughs> but when I defended you, well, that made it a lot worse. He's now used, he's not used to being thwarted, no matter how insignificant the object. He thinks of himself as a hunter and nothing else. His existence is consumed with tracking. <laughs> and a challenge is all he asks of life. So he's just a bad guy. Yeah. His existence is consumed with tracking. <laughs> I, I also I said I was gonna read it all. That was not all of it. It continues for like another half page at least. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely it does. Th- this is where what I mean by like if you if you just stop and think about it, this whole thing falls apart. Like in the chapter, imagining them driving really fast to get somewhere they need to go. I think I, like my brain almost excuses it, but like he is not only explaining 
the rationale of the villain here. He's explaining that there's like classes and types of vampires to her in like <laughs> chapter 19 out of 23 or whatever it is. Like this car conversation should have happened in like chapter five with them in the car. Yeah. And like, like during a, like the first of a, a much earlier James vampire reveal, right? Like, I, I don't like this continuing explanation because she, after she asks why me, she says, like, why I thought I smelled like appallingly luscious just to you. And he's like, no, you smell good to everyone but me more. <laughs> right? Yes. Wow. Wow. You, you would not believe how good she smells. Yeah, she's a ten in forks. <laughs> she's a ten in forks and eleven in your olfactory senses, I guess. <laughs> Again, another weird, like, the book having to explain its own stakes, like, the second they come up, right? Like, like, yeah, oh, I thought I... I uh, I only smelled that good to you. Uh, no, actually, you smell just as good to him, just me more. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and, like, obviously that's very stupid, but you're right, like, this car conversation should have just happened way before, and this could have all been explained, even yeah, if it's like, dumb like that. Because then it's like Edward and James are, like, opposed to each other, and maybe, like, then that information is kind of suspect coming from Edward, but do we trust Edward or not? And there's, like, that mm -hmm. tension there, but uh, unfortunately it's happening now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Here's an idea. I, I have an idea that, that doesn't even need to get them out of the car to have this conversation. Mm. What if the sicko that Bella runs into in Port Angeles was James? Oh. Because she went there uh, and she was like, ha she had that conversation with uh, Edward afterwards at the Olive Garden. Because mm -hmm. she was already suspecting he was some sort of creature or something then, right? Uh-huh. Um, and so you have uh, him maybe go like, no, no, that's ridiculous. That th Those things don't exist. And then she's attacked by James instead of, I forget what his name even was, Lonnie? Lonnie, yeah. Lonnie, wow. I'm surprised I was able to pull that one out of thin air. <laughs> um, and then, you know, they have a cool vampire fight. He like, you know... Uh, that he doesn't kill James because James is very powerful and strong and we need him to be the villain for the rest of the book or whatever. Um, but that's, you know, that's when he explains to her that, okay, yeah, I admit it, there are vampires. Um, that, that one is a tracker. He'll be back. Tension for the rest of the book. When is, when is James going to show back up? There are dangerous things in the woods, Bella. There are dangerous things in the woods, like James, maybe. <laughs> like James, the tracker. <laughs> James the Tracker, who's <laughs> this is this is so easy. This is so easy. You gotta you gotta introduce your your villain in this kind of story, like up front, so there's tension and like we understand what it means when he shows up in the third act. Like just I don't know, basic shit, really. Yeah, kind of, <laughs> kind kind of really basic shit, actually. <laughs> oh my god. What's, however, what is not basic is uh, their very convoluted planning once they get to the Cullens' house. I had to read this, like, three times. I still don't fully get it. And you have the benefit of Edward being involved in the conversation, too. Can you, can you like, explain, like, what, what, what happened? No. I, I had 
to read it like three times and then I ended up going on like the Twilight Lexicon to read their chapter summary of this like <laughs> wacky like group up plan of theirs. They're doing like a like an Ocean's 11 heist thing here. Yeah. Where they're, where they're like, okay, we're going to take three cars and we're all going to go different directions and hopefully that'll split them up. Um, also, like, I, I guess Laurent is also there, like, apologizing, like, sorry. <laughs> sorry about all this. I'll go now. Like, just like in the middle of this conversation they're having about the, the spy plan they're going to do. Yeah. There's a lot happening here. Um... This is a so I'm looking at the Twilight Lexicon because it's the only place I can find like the specifics of the plan, and yeah. it has it has pointed out to me again um, that Esme seals them inside with big metal shutters that enclose the windows. Did you <laughs> yes! you got that detail right? Yes, I did. I did. It's it comes out of nowhere too, like. Uh, how close, Carlisle looked at Edward. Esme would al- was already moving. Her hand touched an inconspicuous keypad <laughs> on the wall. And with a groan, huge metal shutters began sealing up the glass wall. <laughs> <laughs> Their house is also the bat cave. <laughs> like, <laughs> What's that gonna do, realistically, if this guy is like the world's strongest vampire? You have doors. Like, what? <laughs> I- that that honestly that seems more for the benefit of like the glass than the house like or like anyone inside it right like I, they just have these big shutters so they don't have to like pay someone to come and fix and replace all the glass if it breaks like, yeah <laughs> oh my god yes so that's also happening okay <laughs> there yeah so the plan is carlisle edward and emmett are going to hunt james right Rosalie yes. and Bella were going to change clothes, but then Rosalie said no, so Ro- mm-hmm. so Esme and Bella changed clothes so that Esme and Rosalie can lead Victoria away. I don't know why they care about Victoria. And then Alice and Jasper are going to take Bella, right? Yes, yes. It's just that easy. It's just that easy, and... There is just the small matter of this guy is supposed to be the best tracker in the world who knows exactly what she smells like because she's appallingly luscious. Well, she is appallingly luscious, and they don't think that they're going to trick the tracker with the clothes. They think they're going to trick Victoria because I guess they don't talk, and Victoria is going to go after um, Ren- or not Renee, Esme and Rosalie, and then the tracker is going to assume that Edward and Bella are together because Edward wouldn't leave her side because she's so appallingly luscious. Okay. But Bella's going to be with Jasper and Alice. Right. Because there's there's like the, the tracker is going to know that it's a false, like, it's so confusing. It's so confusing. (laughs) There's, there's no version of this that, that, like uh, measures up this plan does not measure up to the uh description of the tracker and his abilities that like we have just gotten to establish the stakes you know right like we have been we have now been told over the course of two chapters that this guy is a tracker he's a new kind of vampire you've never heard of before he doesn't just latch on to people's smells although you do smell very good 
Uh, <laughs> you, but but that's separate. He thinks that you smell good, but the smell is secondary to his tracking powers that he will use, and, and he will lock onto you and track you to the ends of the earth because that's what he does because he's a tracker. So like we we like breathlessly, Edward has been explaining that, and then their plan is. Okay, so we put Bella in a different shirt, so she smells a little less appallingly luscious, but um, that probably won't work for long, and also, uh, the smell is not actually the thing that he's tracking, he's tracking her with vampire magic or something, he has special abilities (laughs) that will not cease until he gets his kill or whatever. (laughs) Like, this... This plan sucks. They're gonna, they they really are not. Um, like like the, when when you do like the shell game thing in a heist movie or a spy movie or whatever, you have to like believe the idea that the bad guys would fall for it, right? And usually that works because the bad guys in that kind of thing are just like equally as equipped as the good guys, right? Or mm-hmm. like. Maybe just a little bit more, but, like, they're not, like, supernatural. Um, here, we have just been told for, like, a full page that this this guy, this guy has, has like, predator vision. <laughs> this guy is gonna fucking kill you. Yeah. Um, he's gonna rip your spine out like that guy in that movie and, uh, and, and twirl it around. He is ready for you. Um, but, uh... What if we all got in separate cars on our way out of here? <laughs> like what? It does not <laughs> really does not measure the threat here. It's like it's like if in if in Alien they had just like all swapped clothes and ran to the shovels or something. <laughs> like, like, it's like no, I'm pretty sure the xenomorph doesn't really care. It's just gonna kill you. <laughs> like same thing here this guy like okay so he gets tricked by the car thing okay so he kills those people and goes to the other car because he could run 900 miles an hour right right (laughs) i feel like that there's like a there's one consideration and it's it and then it just makes it confusing right like the the swap clothes thing the um Esme and Rosalie driving off and having it be like, oh, but we know he's not going to fall for that, but he will fall for Edward driving in a random direction direction and doubling back, even though he has supernatural. He's the best. He's the he, best right. tracker that there ever has been. <laughs> like, what about that makes it more easier to fall for? I don't because it doesn't. I guess it's because it's teasing the scent thing as the important point, but also telling us it's not. You know, like that's if, just why he likes her. Yeah, if because if it was a scent thing, why not um, have everyone like put some of her clothes in their bag or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like here, Esme, you you wear her shirt. Rosalie or Alice, like you wear her pants. I'll, I'll like I'll grab something out of her suitcase and like put it in my pocket or whatever. Like that would then at least, like, make a whole smoke screen where, like, every car smelled like her, you know? That might work, but we are also being told that the smell is not the, like, not the thing he's using, even though <laughs> we spent a paragraph in the car arguing about how appallingly luscious she's, sm- like, my, my head 
I, I can feel the steam coming out of my ears just like trying to think about all this, like what how this plan works. It's it's not it's not clear. It's not very clear. Probably just don't make him that powerful. It's fine. It's fine to have an evil vampire that's trying to track and kill Bella. That's threatening yeah. enough. Yeah, because the thing is with vampires is that if we have like exhaustively established over the course of this book is that they are good at everything and super strong and super fast. And Emmett like wrestled a bear and killed it. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and Edward can, Edward can like leap up into his regular tree uh, in a single movement <laughs> and, and so on. Uh, yeah, I, 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 the, the, the tracking powers, I guess, are just kind of getting in the way of the threat and also the like solution to the threat. Like the stakes are just so muddy when it should be a pretty clear, like, I don't know. It's the it's the classic shell game thing. Let's let's we we just watched the. I hate to say this, um, Fantastic Beasts the the Secrets of Dumbledore does this exact third act. Yes, uh, it does. And it does establish it slightly better. <laughs> like we we it's it's still fucking dumb, but we know that there's like one real suitcase, but they've given seven people suitcases and and that's enough to like fool the like dumb like ministry cops, right? Like that that works. That's, you know, it's boring, but it 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 it, 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 it at least like establishes like what people are looking for and how they're being tricked. Whereas here we kind of have this strange thing where I don't know what it is. The bad guy is looking for. And all of the main characters admit that this is probably not going to trick him before they even do it. So yeah, but that's part of the plan is knowing that they're not going to trick him, but he thinks that they don't know that they won't trick him. I think it's it's so layered. It's so layered. It is Stephanie so Meyer. layered. Yeah, I think they just. I think that we just needed to have the villain scaled back a little bit, scaled back to the plan, right? Because there's yeah. nothing wrong with a plan like this, tricking yeah. the villain. Just don't make your villain so like and f- fucking unstoppable tracker. Yeah, or and also again, pretty much any time this sort of plot becomes like the third act, like action sequence or whatever, the plan that they're doing to trick the bad guy is something that has been established somewhere else in the novel that it's a trick the bad guy might fall for. Right. Whereas James was introduced as the guy who does this, and there's no way to trick him, but we will try to double trick him and it's like i like i i don't even know how you normal trick him because <laughs> you know like you, you can't even like you're trying to meta trick him when you can't even normal trick him and i'm like <laughs> well, hold on whoa slow down here um yeah it's it's just a mess um and uh it it the the, the establishing him as the villain stuff the funniest thing they do in this book i think is have Laurent be here at the mansion when they all arrive to be like, yeah, he's like the world's greatest tracker and killer. I'm really sorry about that. Um, that's why I joined his coven, actually. I'm a huge wuss. Bye. Like, it's very total, funny. Total nothing character. <laughs> why is he there? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure what he does. I guess he, but it's not even like he's expositing information that we need to know because Edward knows because he can read his mind. What is what is Edward seeing Lorenz's mind? Um, that he's a huge coward. Um, True. And he doesn't actually uh, care what happens. He only cares about his own cowardice. Damn. He, 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 wait, does he have the self-preservation power that Victoria has? Uh, maybe a mild form of it. <laughs> I have a mild case of self-preservation-itis. <laughs> oh, I, I, another reveal here, by the way, that is, um... A payoff to a thing that was established a chapter ago. Mm-hmm. You know that the, the the line "That's why I joined his coven" was meant to be like a bombshell, right? Yeah. But we've only jo- we've only known these characters for like t- two chapters. Yeah, and as not far even as, really known them. As far as Midnight Sun goes, I already knew that from from my chapter from Edward reading his mind. And I don't even think right. I mentioned it. Cause it doesn't feel like a reveal. Cause we've known him for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the, that is the, you know, the, you, you revealing that the bad guy that like is actually, you know, the heavy is the real bad guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's, that's something cool. That's a, that's a neat little twist. Or it would be if, like, Laurent and James had been, like, around at all, you know? If it was like, oh, I bet, you know, if James is that scary, I bet Laurent must be crazy powerful or something. But, like, no, it turns out that Laurent is, like, a huge wuss, and and it's it's James's coven, which, like, yeah, that's neat. That's a cool reveal in theory, I guess. But, woof, like... He, the, the, he is the most cuttable character in this scene. Um, we've got a, you know, what we've got here. We've got a, we've got a real ass Hagrid's hut clusterfuck in this chapter. Oh, we sure do. We, <laughs> we, we have everyone is in the fucking Hagrid's hut here. Except Hagrid's <laughs> hut has like metal shutters that can be activated <laughs> to, to keep people out. Yeah, the Hagrid's Hut Fuckfest is back. We have we have Carlisle, uh, Carlisle, Laurent, Esme, Rosalie, Emmett, Jasper, Alice, Bella, Edward, uh, and all of them have something to do in this scene. Which you know, again, that, that's not like inherently bad. I love a good like ensemble scene. But half of the characters are just like in the way or doing shit that's distracting Bella. Like Esme, um, like hasn't been saying anything in this chapter other than like activating the the James Bond villain shutters on the house. <laughs> like there's just characters appearing to do shit that comes out of nowhere it's very funny yeah yeah the um what what does what does rosalie's scene play out like for you um edward i mean it plays out the same right but like Yeah, Edward doesn't really think much about it. I think it even literally says, like, he was too busy worrying about the plan to, like, Uh. be mad about Rosalie. Yeah, none of this mattered. Rose's spoiled temper tantrums had always been irritating, but this petty flare-up was ill-timed, and time was something I didn't have enough of. That's 
I, I mean, like, I'm not, I can't be surprised at this point, but like, again, what an amazing cop out for right. this moment. Yeah. No because, drama. <laughs> no drama. Because, so like, on the one hand, it's nice to see Rosalie actually being like, like a, like, you know, annoying here, like, like to, to have her do conflict stuff. Um, but what's weird is in my book, Bella even notices like how Edward is not even focused on arguing with Rosalie about this. Right. Like, like he just moves on to someone else to ask the same question to. And that's like almost close to being a nice little bit of development for Edward. Right. And that like, he like rather than picking the fight with Rosalie, he just like moves on, you know, just like, just whatever, not, not worth it. Um, Except for the fact that, Edward and Rosalie have not been arguing in my book. Like, at all. Like, right. There's been, there's been no scene where they had, like, a big blowout fight over nothing that, like, showed that Edward was, like, prone to, you know, blow up over nothing at her. Or she was, like, prone to, like, prodding him to get a reaction. Like, there, nothing that would make this, like, a, a, an interesting change for either of them, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he just yeah. moves on. <laughs> like, like there's another nothing character who really didn't need to be here moment. Like, uh, I mean, it's I guess it's nice to see her causing drama instead of being so mature that she just removes herself from the situation. But like, we don't even get like an acknowledgement of that like sort of backwards development there. Um, can we take Rosalie to court and decide if she's being unreasonable or not? <laughs> yeah, let's. Cause I, I think. This is a case where, like, Rosalie is right, but, like, making a scene at the worst possible time, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, and that is something that's really frustrating because I, that would be so, again, so fucking juicy <laughs> in a book that had established that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, I'm so torn because, on the one hand, it's like, I can understand why it is kind of bitchy of her to just be like, let Bella die. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's kind of, that's kind of a big, big drama move. Um, yeah. On her part. But there's another part of me that is like irritated by Edward's presumption here. Y- y- oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, like I think that Edward um, definitely made a blunder by, asking her first and not like Alice or Esme who have both been like very on board with Bella. Right. Yeah. Weird choice. Right. Yeah. Like, like it, it, it again in a, in a better book where these characters mattered more. Right. Like him choosing to like put Rosalie on the spot here when he knows how Rosalie feels about Bella and this whole situation might be, like, an interesting show of, like, either consciously or subconsciously him trying to, like, exert some control over her, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. But because neither of these characters are really that in-depth, it's, it's, it is, similar to a lot of things in this book, it feels like a borrowed moment from a, um, another drama that wasn't fully understood. Hmm. Yeah, it does. This is the kind of thing that, like, the lord who doesn't really understand why his, like, ex-wife is mad 
asking her to like do something for the new wife or something you know <laughs> like in a regency novel yeah. or, or either he's too dumb or he is being intentionally cruel asking someone to to like do something for him for someone they hate that's the kind of thing that pops up in a lot of drama that's that's a, that's a classic and it's borrowed here with none of the like scaffolding basically yeah it's i just found myself pissed off at edward um mm-hmm. even though like i I don't think the book wants me to be, right? I'm I feel like no. I'm supposed to feel like Rosalie is the bad guy and I guess like in like I get that she is, but but I think you're right that these characters not being uh they're sort of like play acting these existing scenes. Yes. Makes it's like I can't I can't fully invest into Edward here. Like, I mean, we've we've had kind of that, the Regency novel thing about Twilight this whole this whole time, right? Where it's like, yeah. that, that there's no reason for them to, to be behaving and responding to things in this way. Yes. As much as Stephanie Meyer clearly enjoys Regency fiction, and like, is inspired by it, Twilight doesn't really have those same social structures. And, and like, just much in the same way that you just like, you can't write uh, uh, your female protagonist the exact same way you would write Walter White, you know? Right. Like, because not not saying, and it's like, that is not to say, to be clear, obviously, but like, just, just to like, get out ahead of it, is like, that's not to say like, that a woman can't be shitty. I would love stories about shitty women, right? But, like, <laughs> if, you are, but if you are writing a story uh, about a, a, a like, about a shitty person those are the kind of things that are going to underpin the entire narrative right like like you can't you can't just borrow these lines from different types of stories and put them in 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 different ones without also examining well what is it about this that makes this line work in that story you know right i mean you could also write a vampire manners novel yes oh my god i mean come on um it's right there. You could write a dragon's manners novel and mm-hmm. in your Joe Walton writing Tooth and Claw. Um, <laughs> but that is not what Twilight is, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah, do want it's, a vampire it's, it's, manners novel now. Ooh, yeah. 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 But yeah, it's, it's just like, like the, the things that... Even in the most basic ass stories... Uh, Scenes and tropes mean things and have origins and stuff, right? Um, and and here, I think we have a scene that, like you say, just clearly feels like it originates from a manner story because it is because you read it and you go like Edward's being a jackass here, mm-hmm. right? Like putting Rosalie on the spot like this, but it is not a manners story. It is just a borrowed moment from one. Um, yeah, but then it's know. even more con- confusing because I don't think that we're supposed to be siding with Rosalie here. I don't think that we're supposed to no. be like, oh, how could Edward ask that? But that is my reaction because it does feel borrowed. Yeah, well, because because the thing is, too, in a manners novel, she would have to play along, right? Mm-hmm. Because she is of lower social standing or whatever, but she wouldn't like it, but she would have to, right? But Rosalie gets to just walk off here and like exit the scene more or less right um so it's 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 just that moment from a manners novel but free of needing to be in one and like 
having to like play that role. It's it's interesting. Yeah. I, yeah, like I said, sorry to go so deep on like the smallest interaction between these characters, <laughs> but that's it's like yeah, you you like stuff means things. You can't just like transfer shit between stories like that. Mm-hmm. Um and I would like to again, it's a th- it's a scene that doesn't work in in Twilight either. Because Rosalie hasn't really done anything in my book. Like, she's there, but like the I think the 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 moment doesn't really her refusing to help is like not a big hit. It's like, okay, well there's like five hundred other people in this Hagrid's hut scene, so <laughs> fuck off, I guess. I don't know. Like <laughs> like what that when they already know the code swapping isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my god. Yes, that's another layer to it, too. Yeah. It's it's all futile. It's all completely meaningless. Because this isn't going to work. And it's all in service of escaping from a guy whose powers we don't know what they do. Yeah. I think the worst part is that there there's that I think I read it earlier about how Emmett decided to take his bodyguarding duty seriously and that meant that he just didn't go hunt the guy down and I think that he probably should have. Yeah, there's <laughs> He really should have. There's there's so much that is being done to serve the structure of the scene and like kind of make sure that nobody goes out of their way to do the thing that makes sense mm-hmm. because we have to do this little shell game thing. Like, I think the weirdest one is you have you have Emmett just deciding it's time to be a bodyguard. And then you also have Jasper delivering the like pep talk to Bella. He is? Does that not happen in yours? Maybe not. Um unless I when- just forgot it, which is possible. Th- the 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 character and honestly it's really funny because he he says maybe the most succinct nice thing to bella that anyone has ever said to her in this in this book where um edward leaves uh you know they they they've left in car number 2 or whatever mm-hmm. um, and alice alice is about to get the phone call and jasper looks at bella and says you're wrong, you know, he said quietly. What? I gasped. I can feel what you're feeling now, and you are worth it. I'm not, I mumbled. If anything happens to them, it'll be for nothing. You're wrong, he repeated, smiling kindly at me. Aww. It's a really cute moment, but from a character who has not said anything in this book. Jasper getting some boyfriend points. Jasper got some really sweet points there. It's really funny, because, like, number one, you would hope that Edward said that. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, did. he didn't. That's like that's like the romantic line there. Like, it sure is telling someone they're worth it. Like holy shit, that's that's romantic. Um, and like my second layer would be maybe Emmett should say that because Edward has been like the cool football guy here this whole time and he's been boyfriend pointy a little bit in these last few chapters yeah yeah i'm i'm still a big emmett fan emmett emmett really really appealing in the in these chapters Mm -hmm. um but but jasper has had nothing to say in twilight has he had more to say in midnight sun nope nope definitely (laughs) not 
these boys have come a long way from playing wizard chess in the in the uh, <laughs> in the mansion. They sure have. They've got some. They've got some speaking lines. It's crazy. It's just. It's such a powerful moment. Again, similar to the scene in um in 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 the Swan household, completely stock. Right, like off the shelf romantic thing to say here. Mm-hmm. But it fucking hits because it's there, you know, like, like it's cute. It's a, it's a nice little moment, but it's, it's, it's also bookended by the way, by Alice. Uh, hold on. I heard nothing, but then Alice stepped through the front door and came to me with her arms held out. May I? She asked. You're the first one to ask permission. I smiled wryly. She lifted me up in her slender arms as easily as Emmett had, shielding me protectively, and then we flew out the door. This should be a harem anime. <laughs> that's really what it... That's the only reason that you would have this many characters, right? And the whole, <laughs> yeah. the whole harem has to come together to protect Bella. But it's so funny. Like, Bella is just, like, getting courted by all of these vampires now. Yeah, Edward's the worst one. And Rose- Rosalie, she's, like, the Sundare, you know? Like, yeah. Sh- she'll come around eventually. Oh, yeah. Edward, Edward, yeah, Edward is the most boring route here, it seems like. Mm-hmm, definitely. Jas- Jasper's a romantic. Emmett is, like, like kind of like a, a-, a charming lughead. Mm-hmm. Alice... I, mean, I don't know. Alice, there's some chemistry between Bella and Alice. Yeah, I can see it. It's yeah. I mean, it's not. You, you'd have to stretch it pretty far, but it, it's there. I mean, she's um, she's our manic pixie dream girl for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just a just a fucking banana scene. Honestly, um, I guess there's a little bit here where Edward must be away from Twilight stuff happening. What's it like in the car with Carlisle? So he is driving fast, um, and he's trying to listen in to what the tracker could be thinking to see if he's nearby, uh, to see if he's taken the bait. And he gets like a snippet of of mind dialogue, which is dot, 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 take a ferry. It's a long way around. Otherwise, I could cut through dot, dot, dot. So like typical tracker stuff going on. Um And so they're just trying to determine. And like in that moment, they're like, haha, they took he took the bait. And then that's it. Okay. Time to go kill him. Time to go kill him. You know, if we kill him in the next chapter, that's still like four more chapter, five more chapters that like you'll be if if it's unless it's going to be like a five chapter long fight, which could be kind of cool. I don't know. I feel like I might have another twofer coming up because my next uh, chapter is called Ambush, which I feel is maybe like an Edward special. Oh shit! Did Edward have like a little fight? Before? He might. That's what I'm. Maybe- I'm hoping for a little fight. <laughs> Yeah, maybe he fights Victoria, you know, first, like as a, a kind of a separate thing. <laughs> yeah, and then and then he fights uh, James when they all get together for the big ending. I'm assuming. Yeah, Victoria, the character we all we all know and love. <laughs> that that is such a funny part of the stakes building in this chapter too. Like, uh, there is a part where Laurent is like, "Oh yeah, uh, also Victoria will probably be fighting with him." <laughs> like. <laughs> Thanks, man. Awesome. I I totally understand what that means. <laughs> it seems like she'll just run away anyway. She has the self preservation uh, uh, skill. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> she she took self preservation. That's got to be the the saddest skill to realize you're born with as like a cool vampire. Yeah. If if it's like oh I I love to rip and tear and 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 kill people. Um, but if they attack me, I'm going to run really far away. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess like being an old vampire is cool though. And so you probably have high odds of becoming like a cool old vampire. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if you if if you but the thing is part of being the cool old vampire, because the thing is like the cool old guy, <laughs> that's the guy you look at and you go like Oh, I bet if push comes to shove, he's going to do some insane stuff, right? <laughs> but he just, like, jumps through the window to run <laughs> yeah, away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're, like, looking at this, like, really imposing, like, old vampire with, like, silver hair and, like, a cool beard. And, and he, like, you know, he's, like, he walks into the room and all the vampires, like, you know, they, they start, uh, uh, they stop talking and they all bow their heads and he like raises, you know, he, he like raises two fingers and gets everyone's attention. And you're like, holy fuck, this guy is so cool. <laughs> He's the most respected badass in the, sh- in the story, probably. And then like, there's a loud noise and he just runs out the room. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that, but yeah, it's just not very cool. The cool, the cool guy is cool because he has lived this long doing cool guy shit. Yeah. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, what a honestly amazing amount of stuff in this chapter. Yeah. I feel like we have read like 30 page chapters in these books that have like had less going on in them, if that makes sense. Easily. Um, which is really weird because like I I will say at this point I I could not tell you what I would describe like uh, Stephanie Meyer's like writing style as, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, the first half of this book was filled with so many, and, and I don't mean this as a criticism, but like so many incredibly languid, um, like introspective kind of like a lot of solipsism from Bella or two, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, all the jokes about like noir Bella and stuff but like that's gone that's been gone for a while right now we're like getting these 14 page chapters where like a shit ton of just stuff happens (laughs) like it's odd there's not really a like like as much as as much as like the the like um stakes shift from romance to 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 action the like other thing that makes it feel like these are two different books is just like the the writing style just feels completely different too yeah yeah i i think that i must be i think that i'm with you in writing style in that i think that all of that noir bella stuff just translated into mine as like long suffering edward stuff and Mm -hmm. now that that's gone i don't have any of that either and i'm just it's just pure action your book seems like it is suffering for, like, any identity at all. Yes. At this point. Yes. Like, like, Edward is not well-defined. Uh, there's not any meta-commentary, as we discussed, right? Like, like it is really struggling for air. Um, and, and, like, mine is too, but, it, like, at least that it's like, well, I've shifted gears from, like, romance to action, 
but it's it's still recognizably twilight i guess but 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 i think that like reheating that for midnight sun just did <laughs> not maintain any of the stuff holding this together yeah yeah well i'm very curious about the next few chapters just because we're like edward and bella are not going to be together for a little mm-hmm. while yeah yeah we're going to have a few cha- separate chapters it sounds like so maybe maybe Edward will find his own voice in, like, the last scenes of the book. Well, we just know. found the villain, so who knows? Anything could happen. <laughs> All bets are off at this point, really. <laughs> oh, Is there anything else in, in these chapters to discuss, or should we do boyfriend points now? Let's do boyfriend points. Okay. Um, I, I gotta be honest, I don't think it's looking good for Edward this week. It's like... It's neutral to bad, right? Yeah. Well, and he's already sitting, like, like just as a reminder, he is sitting at negative 450 right now. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, he really whiffed last week. Um, I guess number one is um, he, gives, he gives Bella a little bit of a pep talk before they go into... Um, uh, complete the charlie plan you know isn't she the one giving him a pep talk kind of oh you might be right (laughs) let me let me check she's kind of taken charge of this plan is all i'm saying she has come up with the script she's the one that's like whatever i say in there don't listen to me yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, I can do this, I sniffled. My tears had given me an inspiration. I stopped on the porch and took hold of his face in my hands. I looked fiercely into his eyes. I love you, I said in a low, intense voice. I will always love you, no matter what happens now. So, okay, no, you're totally right. This is all her. <laughs> she, this is his job, if he's like the cool vampire boyfriend. Here, I know, right? right? <laughs> He's supposed to be the one, like, no, I like be calm. I, I got this. I will protect you from the, from the tracker vampire. I She's will good you from Crownlor. <laughs> she, she, she is ready to face Crownlor, and I don't know if Edward is. Yeah, she's like, I'm gonna face Crownlor now. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's really funny. I, uh, like, this is not. I, I don't think this is like a direct reference. In fact, I don't even know if these books were out or this book was out when this Twi- Twilight One came out. But all I can think of when I, I hear a character say like whatever whatever I say, you know, don't don't listen, uh, is is the fucking Dumbledore bone hurting juice scene. <laughs> Just because we spent so much time dissecting that one, like. <laughs> I, just to, like the thing is is like that was dumbledore that you know dumbledore is like the mentor character this would be like if harry told dumbledore like don't whatever whatever you see and whatever you hear in there <laughs> sir he's like okay like, little man whatever <laughs> the mentor that edward needs to be like the mentor character here right like he's the vampire he's 100 years old he has the superpowers i think You'd that's think. that's with edward too is these last couple chapters it has been brought up multiple times that he's been pissed off with other people for being so calm and like yeah on the one hand relatable feeling i understand that but he is the Mm -hmm. cool vampire boyfriend yeah 
Yeah, he is 100 years old. He's the guy that you look at and go, like, how could you be so calm? And he's like, I, I like, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I lived through, like, several wars. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> he has a reason to be, like, annoyingly calm, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and, yeah, and that's sort of, like, the appeal. That's his mystique, right? Is he's, like, impossible to know. Um... But no, Bella. So, so I guess no points on that one. That's that's Bella. That's all. Bella's getting girlfriend points on that one. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. <laughs> how about his packing technique? Packs a variety of items. He does pack a variety of items. That's helpful. Um, oh, something very helpful he does. I, I'm curious about your verdict on this. Um, Bella gets the zipper stuck on the duffel bag, <laughs> and Edward is able to close it. That's boyfriend points right there. That's five points because it's so it's so annoying when a zipper gets stuck. (laughs) Plus five, fix the zipper. (laughs) We we are really scraping the bottom of the barrel here. (laughs) You know when you have to like pull it back to like fit it. Yeah. You, You ever you ever like get it where it like it like there's it's like um like scrunched up or folded a little bit Ugh. when you uh when you like pull the zipper and you accidentally like get it doubled up on itself inside the zipper oh and horrible. you have to like yeah you have to like yank it really hard to like pull it apart that sucks mm-hmm. uh, uh he, so yeah boyfriend points for him on that one thank you I edward guess. thank you edward for fixing the zipper that's like we're at, like he can open jars level uh <laughs> At this point, um, but we we he's got to he's got to get everything he can he can uh, eke out here. Let's see what else did he do? So he, he got a ver- oh the, of course the variety of items. How did how did you how did you feel about his item choices? I mean I don't know if they're good items. Um, I guess I guess it's, it's just a variety. It's yeah. more than just t-shirts, so that's got to be another five points. <laughs> plus plus five a variety of items. No one likes packing either. I kind of do like packing. That's a freak thing of mine. Oh, okay. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't like traveling. I do like packing. I don't like traveling or packing. I think for me, it's like, I, I am very scatterbrained how with how I organize things anyway. So if I'm packing, it's almost like I get to like pull things out of my very bad organization and go like, ah, see, I can organize stuff. Hmm. And then, <laughs> but then I hate fucking traveling, so. Hmm. Uh, God, what else? Uh, Like I said, scraping the bottom of the barrel here for anything for Edward. Uh, The car conversation. He's kind of rude. Yeah, he he tries to distract her by saying that uh, he, he like, I guess he's like pretending to get offended about her not liking forks, but weird move. It's kind I could see it being cute, right? Because it's all fake. So he's like playing yeah. along to lighten the mood. Yes. There's an element of it where it'd be like some funny playing house stuff, right? You know, mm-hmm. if he was just like, fa- if he was just doing like uh, a like fake joking, like old couple argument with her, you know? Yeah. And but- that is kind of their thing anyway. So I want to yeah. call this a little cute. I think that that works just because Bella does react well to it, I think. Mm -hmm. It does work. So, you know, like, as weird as it is, I I can't... If if Bella's into it, 
I guess that's boyfriend points, right? Like, yep. Yep. Another five. Yeah. Plus five. Uh, weird, weird joke actually works. Uh, what about him calling her dangerously cheesy or whatever? Appallingly luscious. Appallingly luscious. I hate that. It's really weird. I like. It's super I, duper weird. It's really like in the context this is in. I just feel like that is so like. Like, that is, like, the definition of being, like, weirdly objectifying, right? Like, oh, this guy is coming to kill you because you smell really good. Which you do, by the way. <laughs> like, that's so demeaning. I just don't know what time period he's supposed to be from when he says this. <laughs> Appallingly luscious. Yeah, what, what, what accent is he reaching for for this one? I just, yeah, it's so gross. It's weird. It's like, uh, this, this this bad guy is a creep because he wants to kill you because you're so hot. But um, I also think you're hot. I also think. I think you're, you're exactly even hotter. That. I think you're all. I think you're even hotter. And also, I might kill you because of that. But I don't. <laughs> it's just really uncomfortable. <laughs> like, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> um. Yeah, I feel like this is minus points. Even if his voice was rye, which it says here. Um, I don't know. Well, if it's rye. Then oh, that's if he's like, being rye. That's like minus 10, right? <laughs> I, was, I was going to say minus 25, but it's rye, so it's fine. Who is being rye? He's being a little, he's being a rapscallion. <laughs> okay, yeah, minus 10, uh, weird smell comment. Um, uh, God, what else does he do? Because it's weird how I get that it's part of the plan because they're trying to split up because they think that the guy chasing Edward would be best. But, like, he's weirdly absent in this scene, I feel. Mm -hmm. Um, oh my God. Sorry, I just turned the page and I forgot about my favorite line in this whole chapter, which was, Right after the like page and a half of him explaining the tracker to to Bella, <laughs> um, when they get into the house, we burst into the large white room. Edward and Alice at our sides. All of them were there, and they were already on their feet at the sound of our approach. Laurent stood in their midst. I could hear low growls rumble deep in Emmett's throat as he uh, set me down next to Edward. He's tracking us, Edward announced. <laughs> He, he can't get enough of this tracker stuff. No. Um, anyway, so he, he, um, oh, he does like a weird roar when Laurent is talking. Is that covered in Midnight Sun? Yes, I don't remember why, though. Uh, he asks, oh, Oh my god, this- I completely missed this connection, and this makes the Jasper scene even weirder. Laurent was shaking his head. He glanced at me perplexed, and then back to Carlisle. Are you sure it's worth it? Oh, right. And Edward and gets super pissed off. Edward gets super pissed off. But then, at the end of the chapter, it's Jasper who says, You are worth it. That's so That's strange. That- that is Edward's job. <laughs> That's so crazy to me. Um, 
Yeah. I don't know. This this is sort of in in line with like the couple chapters ago where we were like, how do we rate Edward's snarls, snarls and barks and growls and whatnot? This roar. At least that's like a justified snarl, I suppose. Yeah, that's kind of cool. But he, mi- I guess we'll give him a couple of pity points here because it's at least a reaction. But he's missing out on the mother load that Jasper would have gotten if he was getting the points here. Yeah. Um, I think it's like, it's like five points, right? Yeah. And like, yeah, it's, hard, it's not hard five. to be mad at like someone being like, are you sure we don't just let your girlfriend die? Yeah, or... it's just, it's just that like, you know, like if you, if, if, if you, if we're, this is another, um, weird moment of like, uh, like not like, like comedy of manners issue stuff right Mm -hmm. where it's like jasper says the badass thing here where he's like if 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 edward had said like she is worth it to the whole crowd Uh uh-huh he would be drowning in boyfriend points right now absolutely right if he had just like very calmly and cool like cool guy style said like yes bitch (laughs) like like, laurent you little rat she is (laughs) worth it you wouldn't understand uh that would be fucking cool but instead he just sort of like I don't know, like, like, starts freaking out, and it's just like, that's, yeah, I mean, I get it, I I empathize, but Edward, you gotta be cool. You're not being cool right now. No. Yeah, plus five. Plus five is fine. It's at least, it's it's a reaction. It's something. Yeah, plus five, roar. Um, Edward, oh, the Rosalie stuff, his, his, the, the clothes swapping plan, that's Edward. I still am just, like, annoyed with Edward for this. <laughs> it's not great. It's not but a great not, look for Edward. It's not really non-boyfriend points either, though. Yeah, it's not something he is... Well... Hmm. I guess it is sort of something he's just, like, demanding of Bella as well. Like, but it, I guess it's part of the plan. It's It's weird. It's just kind of nothing. It's nothing. It's logistics. It's yeah, logistics. Not really. Not not really. Boyfriend involved. It does. It does suck. But it's like, it's not. It's not part of the boyfriend repertoire. I mm-hmm, guess. Mm-hmm. Um. That's it. He's gone after that. He gets in the car. Yep. Uh. He. Oh. Oh. He, no. There. He. He kisses her. He kisses her before he gets in the car. But. But that's the last thing he does here. Yeah, I mean, they've been going steady for a while, so I don't even know if a kiss is, like, points. It's like another plus five. It can be a five, yeah. Plus five for some PDA. He loves her. Um, But yeah, really missing... How how did he let Jasper, like, just just take that... Like, he did, like, total kill steal on Jasper's part It was Emmett last chapter, and now it's Jasper. It's so funny. Like everyone and, and like Alice even gets in on it a little bit this chapter. Everyone is being way like nicer, more selfless, more like accommodating and validating to Bella than everything Edward is. <laughs> it's so weird. Edward Edward is the least appealing of all of these options for Bella, I feel. Mm-hmm. So sad. Um well, yeah, then he gets in the car and he's gone. Does he? Okay, 
I guess there's 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 one out for him here. Sure. And this might be cheating a little bit because I'm sure that we'll be getting more of this next chapter. But he is getting in that car to be the bait to like fight the bad guy. That's true. You think he gets gets some for that for like be, put, kind of putting himself on the line? It's part of the plan. It's funny because we know that the tracker is like really good at tracking, right? Yeah, yeah. But there's very little to suggest. Or that the other vampires assume that he's, like, dangerous to them in any way. Like, that doesn't ever really yeah. come up. Huh. It's never like, oh, he's the best tracker ever. Also, like, no vampires ever beat him in one-on-one combat. Or anything like that. I mean, it's like, yeah, you yeah. can kill a human very easily. But I'm not. Yeah. But every time it comes up that, like the Cullens would face him, it's like, oh, well, the Cullens would win because they have a numbers advantage. <laughs> yeah, Edward exactly. Is ta- Edward is taking his, like, brother and his dad to go kill this guy. <laughs> it's like trying That's to true. 3v1 him, so I'm not, <laughs> like, that impressed. That's, <laughs> That's true. It's not like he's gonna do, like, a cool duel or something. They're just gonna, like, jump him and beat him up. Like. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, it's it's significantly less cool when you put it that way. Wait, I kind of forgot that we got the lore reveal of how vampires are killed in this chapter. Oh, do we? Yeah, you have to like tear them into pieces. Yes, I do remember that. That, that, that was that like, is... how do you even kill a vampire? Yes, how do you kill a vampire? The only way to be sure is to tear them to shreds and then burn the pieces. And that's it. That's like, there's no more discussion on that. In right, mine. right. All I'm saying is Edward's taking his dad and his brother to go tear this guy to pieces. <laughs> it really doesn't sound that cool when you put it that way. <laughs> if he was doing it himself, you know, that'd yeah. be kind of cool. That's something. If it was like a, you know, a cool, honorable vampire duel, but just like jumping this guy. And again, it would be one thing. Because his tracking powers have been exhaustively uh, uh, <laughs> gassed up here, right? But his combat skills kind of haven't. Laurent said he's pretty strong or whatever, but, like, that's it. You know, if perhaps if we had seen him rip a guy in half in Port Angeles or something. Yeah, something like that. And Edward was, you know, if Edward had met, met his match, even I can't face that guy alone in Port Angeles, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. But no, he's just like a guy who I guess is on par with these guys, but just has better tracking lock-on powers. Yeah, yeah it's but it's like 3v1, so... 3v1, so it kind of evens out, and it honestly doesn't seem that cool. Yeah. So I don't know if I can give him points for that, but we'll see if he gets points during the actual yes. thing itself. We'll put we'll, we'll kind of keep that one on hold, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, to be determined on that one, I guess. Yeah. Alright, well, so he's at, uh, negative 435 points, uh, still. So he, he made up a tiny smidgen of points. To he, this, he crawled this, this forward a little bit. Yeah, not, not, not a great leap forward for him, but I guess, I guess, you know, we've still got a huge battle, presumably. Hell yeah. He, he could, he could, he could... You know, I believe in him. Maybe. Actually, I don't think I do. <laughs> but it's possible. Yeah, who knows? There could be a huge swing. He could, he could do something awesome in the next 
four chapters. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Um, all right. Well, uh, I guess in if we're done with boyfriend points and we're not we're not gonna go, uh, give him any extras for for this plan of his, I guess that's that's it for this chapter. Yeah. Is there any, yeah. any any other final details to cover here? Or shall we take it to the close? Can I mention one thing that I forgot during our chapter summary? Absolutely. I'll be quick with it. Uh, but we talked about it last week about the like Carlisle, um, like youth pastor thing. Yes, and the conversion stuff. Yeah, Laurent um, getting told to go in peace. Oh, yes. Is like, wowee. And in my book, there's this part of it where Edward reads his mind and is like, he's he feels um, a yearning toward my father uh, and a sense of belonging before he quashes it and leaves. <laughs> that that one was so funny because um, I, I, I picked up on that um but i it's funny knowing that that of, like i should have realized this that, like of course laurent is like oh like oh i wish 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 i wish it could be me or whatever um but i i interpreted that from carlisle as like full of content like that to me is like is like the classic like oh oh bless your heart from a from a little old southern lady type thing you know like mm-hmm. oh go in peace like that's funny. So the tone of mine is so funny. Go in peace, Carlyle said, both offer and command. Lorenz's eyes swept through the room, appreciating a kind of life he'd left behind long ago. Though this was not a palace and he'd lived in several, there was an atmosphere of permanence and sanctuary here that he had not felt in centuries. Um... Edward, I felt a strange kind of yearning from the dark-haired vampire toward my father, a sense of respect and a desire to belong, but he quashed the emotion before it could take root. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I'm gl- so glad you brought this up. I think that, that like, not that whole thing maybe, mm-hmm. but a couple of those lines, I think that is the first straight upgrade from Twilight to mm. um, uh, Midnight Sun that I've heard huh. so far. Because let me read mine. This will all become clear in just a moment. <laughs> uh, go in peace was Carlyle's formal answer. Laurent took another look around himself and then hurried out the door. The silence lasted less than a second. How close, Carlyle looked to Edward. Esme was already moving. Her hand touched an inconspicuous keypad on the wall and with a groan, huge metal shutters began sealing up the glass wall. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, nothing there. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, the the uh, both offer and command is a really good line. Yeah, it is. I really like that, actually. Mm-hmm. That's a lot better than what I get, which is Laurent just sort of like grumbles and leaves and then Esme <laughs> activates the shutters. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> These books are full of surprises. They sure are. All right. Well... With that, I think we can take it to the close. Uh, Sounds good. All right. Our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them, as always, for letting us use that as our theme song. You can find them on Bandcamp, and you can find us at patreon.com slash streetcast. And Liz, what are we reading next week? Well, I am reading chapter 24 that is called Ambush. Ooh, and I am going to be reading chapter 20, Impatience. Hmm. I might be reading two, but I'm not sure. I'll have to consult the kind writer right. that wrote the chapter alignment post. Yeah, yeah, we're getting we're getting close. It's it's ramping up towards the end here, mm-hmm. but uh, 
Uh, as exciting as all that is, please read another book. Please read another book. But there's a lady there makes ocean rolls seem tame. But I know what you're after if you catch a eye. Cause this hot mama is just a cat in disguise.